and I are super excited because we have one of our good friends and our recurring guest. She, you haven't been on Intention is Everything, but you've been on Paranormal Underground Radio. So we have with us today psychic medium Robin Marie. Robin Marie, welcome. I'm so happy to see your face. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So nice to see you again. Yeah, we were all catching up. Look, I, I touching my face, but I washed my hands first. So um, we were all catching up beforehand. So Robin, you're in Massachusetts? No. No, no. no. where are the you? The Poconos right now. You're in the Poconos. I'm about an hour from Manhattan. And you are sheltered in place? Yes, I am. And Cheryl is in Tennessee and you guys are sheltered in place? As of today, we are officially sheltered in place, even though I am we're in, usually sheltered in place every day anyway. But, yeah. I am in Washington State, which is the epicenter of um, the the outbreak, right? Uh, Washington and New York. We're totally we, blaming you. Yeah, we are not sheltered in place. Um, we are so, extreme social distancing, but we're waiting for an order because this weekend, um, it was really beautiful here and people flocked to the beach. So we're thinking it's coming. Yes. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. So I, I have a few caveats and warnings while we're doing this. So I'm recording downstairs because um, recording upstairs right now, it's just with how many people are on the internet. My internet, which is usually really fabulous, is not. Um, so I'm sitting down closer to the router. What that means is that you see the dog stairs behind me where Monkey and Mickey go up onto the couch. <laughs> um, but you, you may hear dogs. Um, and you may hear my husband get up. He worked last night. So, so I hopefully he will hear me talking and not come walking behind me in his underwear. But if not, that <laughs> happened on the last show I was on. <laughs> so you've already seen, you've already had the treat of seeing Jim in his underwear. <laughs> me too, Robin Murray. Me too. <laughs> Oh, Cheryl's probably seen it at some point too, honestly. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an exciting Facebook Live, everybody. You just never know what's going to happen. Okay. Trying it out. It's okay. Yeah, I actually kind of like this format. Um, I think if we, after all of this is over, if we go to this, we may actually need to warn people and like set a schedule and stuff. But right now, everything mm -hmm. is just so weird that we're sort of um, just trying to give you things to do, give you things to think about, and hopefully bring some positivity into your life, which is why Robin Marie is here, because <laughs> she is a psychic medium and life coach who is really good at helping people to to find the pearls within the swine. Would that be a good way of putting it, Robin Thank Marie? you for saying that. And yeah. I have to remind myself, I just want to tell everybody out there, we're all going through this. Yeah. So I have to remind myself every day and pull myself back to center. Yeah, me too. One of the things that I do, you can see behind me. So I have a lot of plants, can you tell? Um, and that's one of the things that's actually been keeping me sane. It's been really nice here. So we've been able to go outside. But also, I mean, my house is loaded with plants. And that plant energy, even when we're stuck in here in the rain, it just makes me feel better. So that's kind of one of my coping strategies is plants and crystals everywhere. Shocker, right? Absolutely. Yes, it's mine. Yeah. Yeah. I do have a lot of plants too. You're probably way better with them. My oh, yes. Whole garden and everything. Everything. Every day I begin by going into the garden. Yeah. 
I don't go into the garden every day, but I go sit with my plants every day. I actually work on the couch behind me. That's where I, I work all mm-hmm. day. And so I'm just surrounded by the energy of these plants. And to me, they, I feel like they're living beings. And so they are. Oh, I sing to mine. I was trying to tell somebody I sing opera to them. I caress the leaves and everything. So every day you should commune with nature and it's healing. Yes. Even if you have to just get like a a grocery store plant or something. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yep. And my son used to tell me I was a plant serial killer. Um, and I used to be because I just was not very good at it. And I just sort of set the intention that I was going to raise these plants in, in a way that was conducive to them living well. And, and I, you know, in the past couple of years, this is what's happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. You know, as people's hormones change, that can actually change plants around you. It does affect them. Really? So. Yes. Okay, so I'm TMI, I'm going through menopause. What is that going to do to my plants? They look better. <laughs> they <laughs> like it. <laughs> Either that or they're afraid of you. <laughs> I feel like I'm through the scary part of it. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> Mostly. So, so then when people are feeling stressed out and things, which is a hormonal thing because your yes. body releases cortisol and stress hormones and that your body changes, yes, body the plants the feel it. Yeah. Your body doesn't mm-hmm. know the difference between needing to run for your life and this constant, and I would call this low grade stress, but I know for people, a lot of people, it's really high grade stress. Um, so your body doesn't understand the difference. And so it's the same hormones, whether you're running from a tiger or trapped in your house, uh, worried about this COVID-19, right? That's right. Okay. So how do you manage that? You know, today we were talking about utilizing the power of intention. And so when we think of the intention that we put into things, whether it's nurturing plants or trying to deal with situations like this, a, a pandemic political changes that are going on this year and and not going there, but um, but we're all feeling it, economic strains, and it's going to get worse, unfortunately, for all of us. How do we take intention and make that shift? How do we do that? And unfortunately, it only comes from practice. I always go back to meditation. He's, he, he, he's backing up what I'm saying because he knows. Uh, he, he's protecting me from the children that live down the hill. <laughs> he's been doing that for many years. He's really oh. good. At it. Sorry, it's just it's just going to happen. Go ahead. Go That's on. okay. But what, intention means transformation. So we're trying to shift everything, shift our mindset, rethink about it. We can panic as many people are. I went to Walmart and two women were punching each other over no toilet paper being there on the shelves. Um, Mm. We're seeing a lot of things that are coming up. And uh, as I said, it may get a little bit worse out there. Maybe it's just as well that we're in the house. So, you know, avoid some crimes. But how are we going to make that shift? We can decide to panic we can make a choice to, to be caught up in it. 
and to be stressed and strained by it. And I can in the moment, just like anybody else, and we're not sleeping right, or you don't want to eat right. And, you know, maybe you're upset with the kids or upset with your, your mate. It's very stressful. I know. But we have to find center. And if you haven't practiced prayer, meditation, being calm, center is our divine force. That's our living force, our soul, our energy that's within us. We have to practice and find where that is. And each of us have to do that for ourselves. I can't just tell you where to find it. It's almost a frequency, like a radio station, turning the station until we get to the right spot. And you'll know it when you get there. But you can only do it through practicing. Every day, I tell people, every day, ritualistically, you must meditate. If it's prayer, standard prayer, that religiously, that that's comforting to you, that's fine. This is for everybody. Practice what you feel is your comfort zone or your tradition. Going back to center, we're able to find what we see as our peace. That's the divine presence in our universe. That's that life force. It's God. It's Allah. It's the goddess. Whatever you want to label it, that's fine. Once again. But we have to focus right in on that. And that will pull us out of the panic. Thank it's you. very easy to get caught up in that. Very easy. It is. Um, and I think that one of the things that people also need to understand is that um, there's nothing non-spiritual or wrong about getting caught up in it for a while. Look, um, I've been, you know, I tend to be like, really super positive and you know that little ray of sunshine and i've had days where i'm just like because it's just so unreal right um but i did want to ask you so what about people like me who are empaths i was trying to do a reading for somebody the other day and she mm -hmm. wanted to hear from dead people and the noise from the world right now is so loud that the dead people were having trouble coming through for me. Absolutely. And I've, mm -hmm. I've had headaches on and off. And I know that it's all related to all of this negative spiritual energy. And I know a lot of people who follow our podcast are empaths too. And I, I think you are, right? Yes. So what yes. does an empath I don't do? claim to be, but, but you absorb things like a sponge. Ooh. I pull in all that negativity. I work in behavioral psychology. I work in crisis and trauma. I work with uh, domestic violence, sexual assault, all of these wonderful, happy situations and happy people. But I absorb it like a sponge. And mm -hmm. there's times that I need to cleanse myself. I, I you know, it's not about, and it's funny, you just took a drink. I was going to say, you know, we, we can turn to things like taking drugs or liquor or something to, like water. which is a band-aid. It's a band-aid. We must go deep within. We must find that peace and pull ourselves back. And I know I have whined and cried to many friends of mine. Well, not all of you, but some of you have been so lucky to hear me. It's very disturbing. And like yourself, doing this type of practice and people coming to you for help, it's much easier for me to help others. 
I can pull it together when I'm trying to orchestrate your life and help you. And yeah. so we're going back to some of the uh, powers of intention. And I'm, I'm, I have studied, of course, uh, with some of the modern day gurus. I'm looking at the words of uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer that passed away. Uh, Deepak Chopra was actually my medical doctor, brought my daughter into this world. I wow. knew him back before Ooh. his spiritual journey from 1980 which is funny since I'm only 39, <laughs> <I do. laughs> but yeah, he was my regular medical doctor. Wow. So like yourself, and I've known you for over a decade now, and I've watched all of you making your transformation and, and your spiritual journey and how much you've grown. And Deepak Chopra had done that too. Mm -hmm. So there was a time that you went to him, you're telling him you're nervous. And he said, here, take a Valium. Right. That's what, what people did. And, but certainly now we talk about medita meditation and all of this. Um, we were talking about the path to getting to center. I don't want to get off track here. Well, I was going to, I will say that there, I, I mean, part of me is tempted to just sit here with a cocktail for the next six weeks. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was saying about turning to the wrong things. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to do it, but I understand that urge. I mean, you know, I yes, write about and, and, and that's so important. In order, what I was going to say was, uh, you cannot give away what you do not have. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that peace within in order for us to heal others. To yeah. certainly giving Reiki, and that's intellectually, spiritually or physically, if you're giving Reiki and healing energy that you're trying to send over to people, or in our words, what, what our teachings are. My daughter's name, her initials are GMM. I always tell her, that's gimme. GMM, gimme, 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 gimme. And we go through life, what can I do that I can get something out of this? What's in it for me? And we're, we're taking, we go through a universe and a lifetime and fast pace and busyness. And, you know, what, can I, can I get, be the first person on the subway? Can I take this job and how much money is it going to pay? We're, you know, it, it, we're always caught up in this rat race and this pressure and it's what's in it for me. I'm not going to help you unless you can pay me. I'm not going to help you unless you can give me something or give me a better job or give me a review. And we can't go through life that way. And people like ourselves that are doing spiritual work and trying to help others, we must go through life thinking, how may I serve? Yes. How may I serve you? And I try, and my kids think I'm a little wacky for this, but I really try to go out into the world and every day, whether I'm in the car, at the grocery store, at the bank, whatever it is, how may I serve that other person? And so I stop and I help people. Uh, I worked at St. Vincent de Paul in San Diego for four years. This is a homeless community, five high rise buildings, 2000 homeless people a day come for lunch. Thousands more are housed there overnight, long-term. And so I learned there 
that you must live that way. You must live that practice for you to be fulfilled, for you to have that peace, or at least be able to find your way back to that peace in your center, in the divine within yourself, so you can help others. How can I help you today, Karen? What can I do for you? And Cheryl. Cheryl doesn't need as much help as I do. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so if there are people who She's are watching. Very peaceful. Mm -hmm. Yes. If there are people who are watching live on Facebook, feel free to ask a question. Uh, we, we have our very high tech Chad hiding behind a door, sending Cheryl messages and we can, we can do questions um, that way. So if you have a question from Robin Marie about Please. any of what we're talking about or about something different, if you've got something on your mind, something you're worried about, something that's bothering you, um, please go ahead and put it in the Facebook and our, through the magic, the magic of technology, <laughs> we'll get your question and we'll get it answered for, for Robin Marie. So Cheryl, I'm going to, I've been, I've been doing the talking, so I'm going to let you do some questions. I know, right? I love it when you do the talking, Karen. Um, but first of all, um, uh, before I speak, I'd like to thank, um, Linda Carter Davis, Nate Brown, Jay Adam, Lori Gilbert Lorici. Did I? Did I? Lorici. It's uh, she's Hi. she's Tanner's fiance's mom. Oh, okay. Welcome. So, um, future in law. Nice. Uh, hello, yep. and um, want to thank you, Rob Ray, for taking the time to address this issue, especially right now. I wanted My to. Pleasure. Yeah, I think you said something like, um, "I'm very peaceful." Which I had the I, pleasure of meeting you recently in person after all these years. I know it was awesome. And and I uh, just like myself, we feel scattered at times. Or, you know, we can be as crazy as anybody else and and panic or be stressed and and yell at the kids or whatever. We're human, but you, on the whole, you were very peaceful, and I knew that you had that centered, and I feel that peace when I'm with you. Oh, that's so sweet. I thank you for so, that. It's very kind of you to say. I thank you. I, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun, didn't we? We met up in Gettysburg. I, I did. <laughs> kind of jealous about that. Although, you know, we're talking about if we can travel going to Sedona in December, you should come oh, meet us. Oh, so around. nice. Yeah. I hope we can go. But I want to say that I like, I try and be peaceful, but sometimes I do let stress get to me a lot. Um, Chad can probably confirm that for you, <laughs> but like today, okay, I'm trying to keep calm because of everything that's going on and, you know, trying not to stress out too much, but today, you know, a few things piled up one after the other, and I just, my level of stress was just about to hit the roof, you know, I got an email from someone um, that had to do with Paranormal Underground Magazine, and he, you know, it was a mistake. He thought he had subscribed to Paranormal Underground Magazine, but it was something else. And after, you know, about a lot of back and forth, and I was already frustrated. I was getting more and more frustrated. And I have to be honest, I almost reacted very negatively to this person via email. But luckily, I stopped myself and realized they're having a tough day as well. And maybe I could stop and help them because I figured out what had happened because he had emailed me a receipt and hadn't realized it was not our organization. So I, I took just a moment to calm down and then I, I let him know this is, this is what happened. I, I see here that this is what happened. And it ended up 
being a much more peaceful resolution than if I had taken the alternate That's good. route. That's good. Right. So, but sometimes it's hard to stop in the moment when you already got all this built up and, and, to, and to just refocus that into something positive. Um, so what, uh, what tips specifically like within a few seconds can someone do to just turn that around real quick? Huge, huge thing. You know, I would start my day and right away I was called the B word. I, I didn't get a hello. That's how, you know, people that came in, especially in the shelter system and everything, that's, these people are in panic and crisis. They don't panic and are in crisis happily. Okay, so they're having a total meltdown and it's all your fault. So we have to go back to uh, behavioral psychology where we de-escalate everything. I have learned, and I have to remind myself, and, and there are occasions I slip up still, but I have learned never write a letter when you're mad. Never say words when you're mad. It's better to say, I'll be right back. I'll be right with you. Take a moment. As I said, find that center. Find the divine within yourself. Find that peace. Breathe. Breathing is so important. Give yourself a time out. That's what I do. I'll call you right back. I yell and I scream into a pillow, whatever it is, sometimes out the window. But then I come back and I can see things a little more clearly. Understanding what that person is going through. Uh, we were mentioning about being an empath. Compassionately and empathetically, we must begin to feel the other person's feelings. And it's very hard for people to tap into that. How would it feel if your house burned to the ground? How would it feel if you lost your job? How would it feel if your wife just passed away? You, you don't know what to do. Okay. And if we can put ourselves in the moment in their shoes and sit at the same level that they're on, it's much easier to deescalate that. Let them do the crying. Let them do the screaming. Most of the time, they just want to be validated. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hear this in all these people that are out here. Just like the ladies that were fighting in Walmart that I was telling you about. I didn't judge them. I, I could have in the moment said, oh my goodness, look what they're doing. But then I thought about it as I went in the car and I'm driving. How panicked, how frightened they must have been. How out of control they must have felt. They needed a hug. We can't touch anybody now, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. If, if somebody just said, okay, I understand what you're saying. Just validate them. Let them know everything's going to be okay. Let them get it out of their system. So I think the other thing is a lot of people are missing human contact right now. Yes. Um, and, and I don't think people realize that yeah. until this happened. We're yeah. all disconnected. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not necessarily a hugger. I hug my friends um, and the people that I'm close to, but I've never been the person who goes up to people and is like, I'm a hugger and hug people. That's just not me. Um, I tend to be fairly physically reserved that way around strangers. Um, but when I teach my Reiki classes, and you probably understand this, one of the things I always tell people in my Reiki classes is that one of the great things about Reiki is that for some people, this may be the only touch they're getting. 
And so now what about like my mother who lives alone? My dad died two years ago. She lives alone. She's, uh, you know, basically sequestered in place right now. She, she can't really go out because she's in a high risk population because she's 80. Um, and my dad isn't there and we can't go up and hug her. So what do people who aren't getting that human contact and that human touch, how can they be okay within no, themselves unless people you know it's obviously we can't touch anybody we can't be with anybody are we okay on the connection there my fault yeah. i apologize that was me okay. i opened something up i wasn't supposed to Okay, well, going back to that, it, it's very trying right now. And I understand people live in situations like you're saying a widow, you know, my husband's passed away and, you know, my, my baby boy just moved out, you know. So there's a lot of change that way. Not everybody has a pet. You know, pets are very comforting, of course. But, um, you know, Look at what Italy's doing. They're opening the windows and they're singing. And I understand each other. Just ignore Cheryl. Keep going. In singing, our voices are touching. We're connecting. Yeah. You and I were just saying earlier that some of our connections, they've been kind of fluky this past week. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, you know, from a week past and mm -hmm. the internet's not quite making that connection and the cell phone's going out sometimes and it never did before. So we have to use our words. We have to use that, that, you know, intimate personal connection, even if you can go for a ride in your car and, and be 20 feet, 50 feet away from somebody, but, but you can talk. There's, there's ways that you can still communicate. Go to chat rooms. If you remember, 20 years ago, we had the chat rooms and every good old AOL and all of that. And, and I was thinking about that yesterday, as a matter of fact. Exist. Yeah, They're still out there. There's not a lot of them, but you can certainly get on Facebook like this and mm -hmm. join your family. Have parties. In fact, we're going to have a Zoom game night on Saturday. Oh, wonderful. I was thinking of doing that this weekend. And, and have a full party and everybody meet online. So you do have some more of that intimate contact with people. Yeah, for sure. So Cheryl has a question from chat. I, I do. I'm trying to figure out how to pull it up. That's why I, I keep messing up on it. Oh, because up. it keeps playing us. And it, well, what happened is that the comments are going out of my view and I can't seem to. Oh, up. So I'm oh I thought that's what Chad was doing, but he doesn't. Isn't Chad messaging, messaging you those? No. Yes, he, he did. And I said, oh, um, he told me there was a question and I and I it just scrolled off the page before. I. Chad, can you tell us what the question is? So, can you send it I, to I, share? Um, I do want to thank uh, Jim Hurley, Nate Brown, Carrie Michelle, Anita Abel, you too? For, for oh, yes. Anita Abel. We went to college together. Her, her brother is one of How my good nice. Okay. Um, I'm waiting for Chad to type the question in because um, I can't find it, unfortunately, on the chat. It's, it keeps cutting my comments off at four for some reason. I can't get it. That's why. Yeah. That's, I, it's, uh, I'm just going to apologize to everybody who's watching this. We are a bunch of old broads who are not necessarily <laughs> super technically advanced. So along with not having been to the salon and having our roots showing and, our, and having our eyebrows plucked, we're also not great at tech. So lucky you guys. 
Oh, but I like the idea of the party for sure. I we're we're oh, planning yes. that this weekend. Yeah, what, that's very it? nice. Well, maybe, maybe um, whoever typed that question, maybe they could retype it. I don't think Chad has it because, oh, here it is. What's the best way we can help our young children understand this, understand what's going on? It's very difficult as we have to tell them about anything that's going on in life that may be a challenge, a divorce, an illness, a death, loss. Try to give them gentle words, practice what you're going to say to them. Try very hard not to react. As we were just saying how we react to things sometimes before we can go and take a breath, before we can take a break, talk with your mate, talk with a, a relative, go to another room and think it over before you present it to them. Here's the thing, and, and again, going back to psychology, and I talk about spiritual things as well when I, when I say about that. That's my connection there. Never give children too much information. They do not need it. They, and I'm saying from their level, they don't require it. They just want to know face value what, what is going on. That's it. We're dealing with some changes right now. We don't want people to uh, catch a virus, which is like a cold. Just tell them something simple. They don't need all the detail and all the fluff. They don't need to hear a lot of what's on TV right now. Not that they're trying to cause panic. There, there's a lot of good information out there that we do need to be aware of. But maybe it's not the time to let the kids watch that. Okay. Yeah. Teens and up, I'd say, you know, 17, 18, that, that's fine to start getting them involved. But again, be very careful what they are exposed to. They don't need to know everything. Just as if you're going through a divorce or something, they don't need to know all the details of the divorce. Mommy and daddy are splitting. That's it. We're going to work everything out. Always reassure them that there will be an answer and that things will get better. Things will get better. Things will get better. Everything it may get worry. It may get worse before it gets better, but there's always been crisis in the world and we're all still here generations later. Yeah. And, uh, I think okay. that that perspective is really good to offer for sure. Go ahead, Cheryl. Yeah, I just want to thank Linda Carter Davis for that question. She's the Thanks, one Linda. Me. Thank you so much. Um, and I wanted to ask real quick about manifestation. How can we help manifest the future that we want to come? And is, that, is this really the time to be doing that? Do we really have control? Never not do that. Okay. We cannot control what's around us. Obviously, we, we cannot control. We can contribute a few things. We can do the best to, to put something good out there, but we can really control ourselves. We control, control our own little world, our own lives. And so let us begin there, taking responsibility for our actions, taking responsibility for our words, taking responsibility, and I hope people on CNN and Fox and everybody else and politicians and 
medical experts, everybody out there needs to hear this. Take responsibility for your words and what you're putting out into other people's minds. That's what you're manifesting. So be very careful how you're presenting things. If you don't have the answers, that's okay. You don't have to have the answers, but you can share that much. We're working on it. We're going to get the answers. Same thing you can tell your children. We're working on this. The doctors, the scientists, somebody's going to help us. Okay. We go within to the divine. Then we go even deeper. How can I help others? Again, going back to what I said, making a shift. How may I serve you? How can I serve the people? How can I serve the world? What can I put out in there? Let me tell you, I belong to this little group. It's called neighborhood. It's probably all over the nation and, and it will connect to your own neighborhoods. And it's sort of like a chat, like an email type thing that you can uh, post something similar to Facebook, but it's your local area. People offered to drive children to the schools to get lunches this week. Total strangers. Nice. Okay. So maybe there's not thousands of people doing wonderful things. Maybe thousands of people are panicking, but those 10 people that picked people up in their cars, went down, got lunches at the school and brought them back. That made all the difference in the world. Okay. How can I serve you? I offered to do grocery shopping. I have to get out. Okay, I'm robbing the bird. I'm, I need some freedom. I've got to get out. And I even just for a drive. And I went to the grocery store at odd hours. So there, there was only a couple of people. Everybody had masks. It, it was, believe me, maybe six of us in the whole store. So I was as careful as I could be. But I offered my neighbors, could I pick somebody up something? What did they need? Milk, bread, eggs, whatever. And so I brought it back to my neighborhood and others did the same thing. Help where you can, serve others. And the rewards that you get in turn, it's so much better. That's a little corner of our world that's a little happier today. And if we could all do that within our communities, within our, our churches, our organizations, the company that we work for, a lot of shut down. Stay connected with, the, with your colleagues, with your fellow employees. Make sure their families are okay. Help any little way that you can. And that does make a better world. Absolutely. So I want to ask you about consuming the news. Um, because I think that there's a fine balance right now between everything and nothing. Um, and my tendency has always been as little as possible. I kind of say, uh, A-L-E-X-A, I can't say her name or she'll talk to me. Um, what's my morning briefing? And that's the news I get other than like if people share things with me or things like that. So what do you recommend for people as far as, cause like I was in a chat this, this weekend with my Reiki community and one of the gals said, I just, I felt she almost had like news FOMO. Like I had to watch it 24 seven, but it was making her stressed. Mm -hmm. So what do you recommend? Oh, Cheryl, <laughs> so what do you recommend for, for that's, the news? That's me. Yeah. Anybody that knows me personally, I'm a total news junkie. 
I will have several channels, the computer, different pages on the computer and the TV and the radio all going at the same time. Ooh. My son, he, he said, like, I'm a new schizophrenic. He said, I don't know how you take it in. Like, you're listening to six different people talking all at the same time. I said, well, it's kind of like work. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I can't shut it off. I can't stop. I want more. I want to be informed. And you do have to listen to several things to get the right information. Here's a good thing. And, and I do have to consciously make myself stop. So I'm watching in the morning and I'm watching late at night. Not all of it. Not all of it. Not the crime, not the car accidents, not the robberies going on, not, you know, people hitting each other in Walmart. I'm, I'm not listening to all of the fluff. Okay. Because I can't control that. Get your information that you need. My kids' school is shut down for another week. Okay. The road is closed down over here. They have a bar barrier or whatever. This is good information. The moment you feel your gut go upside down, shut it off. Step away. You have to. And as I said, you know, I, I'm an addict. That's my crack is listening to the news. I love it. Okay. And I have to stop. Because being an empath and all of that, I start crying with the people. I start feeling bad. I wish I had been there to help them. I might drop them an email. I wish I heard, you know, and I'm playing right into it. And, and you can't play into the drama. Yeah. You know? So, you, yeah. One of the things that, that I, I feel is important is that a lot of people are saying, well, I'm feeling really stressed out right now. Um, and so I'm having trouble because I try to be a positive force in the world, but when I'm so stressed out, how can I be a positive force? And you've addressed some of that, but I wanted to ask you about, um, just simply holding space with your vibration. Is there a way to do that and to be a positive force, uh, vibrationally, even when you're, you're challenged and stressed? Not for everybody. I wouldn't say, I wish it was that easy that I could make everybody go there. But as I was saying, going back to center, finding your spiritual place, put in practice. And if you haven't out there, I know these, us, we three have done this, learning meditation, so important. And again, if you want to apply that to a religious or spiritual practice, do that whatever that comfort is, but you must, especially in these times and with your children and with your mate, include them with you, have a specific time that you sit and meditate. If you can do transcendental meditation, this has saved my life. If you can develop up to that level, that's everything. That's letting go of everything. It's you're bringing yourself to total absence. And in absence of everything, there is silence. And in silence, that's where we find our God. That's where we find divine within ourselves, within our universe. And we can 
orchestrate anything from that. And it sounds so weird and so flaky to many people out there. They think Robin's lost it. Okay. But if you go there and I had to get there, it's a journey and it can take you a few days to learn it, or it could take you a few years to learn it, but start practicing it today. There isn't anything that I'm telling you that will hurt you. So look at it that way. You have nothing to lose. You're not putting money into it. You're not taking away from anything. You're, you're just centering yourself and shut off. Tell your children, put your children around you, sit in a circle or sit where it's comfortable with your, with your little cover-ups and a pillow. Just get comfy and zone out. It's almost feeling like when you're getting ready to go to sleep. That's similar to what I can describe where you should be at, that, that pocket of consciousness. Then we can take it even even further and you go deeper and, and you let go of everything that you no longer feel your body. When people say I've had an outer body experience, I think that's what they're trying to express. You don't feel anything. And that includes the panic. That includes the information you just heard on TV. That includes worrying about who's sick, who isn't sick. Everything is just it's shutting off. And there, believe me, when you get there, there will be clarity. You'll say, oh my goodness, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to address this. I need to be kinder. I should have helped so-and-so when I was out at the store. I shouldn't have yelled at my son, Johnny. I, all of these things come clear to you. And so when they tell us to pray, you know, if you're practicing religion and organized religion, prayer brings you to that space. We're forgetting everything else around it. We're only focusing on God. And so, or if you want to say goddesses, I said, whatever the label is that you want to address that as, it works. And so back to what Cheryl was saying, when we start to have that clarity within ourselves, it just, it's like a spark all the way around us. Your children start to feel better. Your household starts to feel better. You want to get up and clean. You want to go take a walk to the mailbox. You, you want to do these things. It, it, it gives you energy. It's your life force and it's your purpose. In that silence, you find your purpose. Why am I here? What should I be doing? Okay, so, so it can go very deep. If you need help with transcendental meditation, please contact someone that can help you. People uh, like Karen, like myself, uh, Cheryl, she, she doesn't know she has peace, but she certainly does. So I'm sure she can help you with some of this. Um, Find somebody that can help you get to that space. There's also, um, uh, you know, different means of uh, going into a state of consciousness, a higher level of consciousness. And we need to raise that. And in that, 
we're looking scientifically now that people cure themselves from illness. And right now, since we're dealing with a pandemic, we can cure ourselves. God forbid anybody gets sick, but we know people are. And there may be thousands out there more who will. But you can heal yourself. I almost died from pneumonia last year. And now when they're describing what happened, what's happening now, I almost feel like I had that. Hmm with the way the symptoms were and the high fever and everything else. And, and it's pretty bad when you go to the doctor and the doctor turns white. And, and they say, you need to get to the emergency room immediately. I'm calling an ambulance. Okay. Reiki, healing energy. Okay. Whatever style of Reiki you want to practice, that's wonderful. All is good. I studied uh, energy, healing energy, and this was in Mexico. And so this is throwing the chi, throwing the heat from your body, throwing that the energy within yourself. And you can do it to yourself. You can use Reiki on yourself as well. So if you are ill, whether it's a cold tonight that you're developing, or you may be somebody who has been exposed to the virus or may come down with the virus. Use Reiki on yourself. Heal that energy. Do the meditation. Put your hands with on yourself. You know, I have to, being raised a Roman Catholic, I go back to um, thinking about St. Francis. I Let me be an instrument of your peace. Give love. Give that energy. Christ said we could heal by the hands, the laying of the hands. And we see that within the practice of Buddhism and Confucianism. And there's, there's many different organized religions. It all comes back to the same thing. Giving love and energy. Give it to yourself. I need you to meditate and focus visually. And I know we don't have a lot of time to go through this. Again, contact somebody that can help you further. But very quickly, what we need to do with you in working with you is we can even go in to, to cells and alter cells. So it, it starts out on the body of the whole, starts out with the mind, the heart, all of the chakras, putting everything into balance, and then getting down as minute as the cells developing within us. And we use this as a visual and we can make change. And don't think that I'm wrong. Please don't think I'm flaky because we all know that there are people that have cured themselves from stage four cancer. People that have come away from AIDS. People like myself that was on death's door a year ago, going through terrible pneumonia. In 2004, using Reiki on my body, physically laying the hands on and drawing the chi and pulling everything negative and dark that was within me. I had gram-negative E. coli. I was dying in the hospital. They gave me the last rites of the church. 2004. And I'm sitting here with you. And I contribute that healing to Reiki and my connection with the divine.
and pulling that out of myself. So again, please, if you're sick, and I hope if you're listening to this, you won't be afflicted by anything. But if you are, please contact someone like ourselves to help. Again, there's no investment. There's, there's nothing, nothing that will hurt you and nothing that goes against your religion. It, it is actually practicing everything that we learn within our organized religions. Yes. Cheryl, do you have a comment from Chad? Is that what I, I saw that you said? I just want to say, oh, by the way, um, a few more people joined us uh, in the comment section. Ray Green, hello. I want to say hello there. Oh, hi, Sharon. It's, hi, Sharon. <laughs> oh. I know everyone. You know who they are, the real okay. um, <laughs> Linda Carter Davis had a comment that really caught my eye, which I'm very happy to... I know Linda. <laughs> Meditation is one of the first things that they stress with their students. In fact, her kids learn meditation at school starting in preschool. That's wonderful. I know who they did that. That's amazing. I love that. I'm glad that came up. I was actually thinking about that when I was 17 and I was a senior in a parochial academy. And I was actually uh, studying to be a novice as well as, you know, my regular high school studies and all of that. But I was already interested in these things in addition to what I learned as a Roman Catholic. So I say I'm Roman Catholic with a side of fries. It's all in there. It's all in there. I'm not going against it. I'm just, I'm adding and I'm trying to Renee study more. Yes, I'm, I'm enhancing what I personally learned through Christ's teachings. He healed the ill. What could we do ourselves? He said, be like me. Be like God. This is what he said. So how can I be an instrument of that? And so I, at 17, I asked the priests and the nuns at the school if I could hold a yoga session and here we were, all the nuns and the priests were sitting in a circle, and they were very cool about it, and nobody said anything, that it went against any practice that we had already. And we were raising that energy, and we were finding that silence, and I began transcendental meditation and trying to bring them into that, letting everything go. And people said that they saw God, and they saw, they saw people that passed away that they loved. They felt like they went to what they envisioned as heaven a peaceful place and everyone loved it and we started doing that every week in my senior year so i was very happy that they allowed me to do that so i invite all of you again whatever your tradition is try this and i'm very happy to hear and i'm not surprised to hear from linda in the chat room uh, she's my salem friend so she's very connected that she has taught her beautiful two little boys to do this. So, so important to start them early on. I think I was so developed and so comfortable with things now and open-minded about things because my family was okay with it when I was two, three, four years old. They all did these crazy things in the kitchen. So, <laughs> um, Linda did point out and you know, this is totally true because you both know this. Reiki can be sent remotely. So you don't need to. Uh, yes. So, yes. It's only an option.
can't get out, it can be done remotely, which is a big point right now, especially. Yes. One more comment um, from the chat room from Anita. Um, she says that she tries to post positivity, humor, and small things to make someone smile, even if it's just for a moment. She and does. Outstanding. <laughs> and you know what? That can make all the difference in, a wor in the world to one person. It matters. You know? Humor is so healing. I apologized yesterday because I actually, and I try not to go on Facebook too much. That's like the news to me. That's, it's disturbing at times if you get caught up in it. Can be. <laughs> but I posted a, a joke, a naughty little joke, and I thought, <laughs> you make everybody laugh. And then I post, well, I know, and, and people started commenting on it. And right after that, I hadn't thought about this, but right after that, I did a group prayer. And I and I started a, a chain of prayers. And this, I think maybe within an hour or so, I looked, it was like 667 people already joined us. So I was so excited about that, to see that people were passing on that chain. Because that's the power of energy that we can put out into the world and help people stay calm, if nothing more. Right. Okay. But I find peace in humor. And so it's okay to laugh and to joke. It's okay to do that. And music is also, the arts, very healing. Sit and paint with your family, paint with your children. I was actually thinking tonight, I, I want to do a, a scene of trees and everything. And, and I am an artist as well, but I, I need to do something more serious tonight and pour myself into that. And, and beauty comes from uh, connecting through art. We were saying about the garden and gardening. This is, to me, that's an artistic outlet you know, and, and it's creating, and this is the divine within yourself. And, and so find these comforting things, tell a joke, watch a comedy, shut the news off. And you know what I did last Sunday, because I was caught up on CNN habitually. And next thing I know, four hours went by. <laughs> I said, Oh, this is, this is not healthy. It's not healthy. And I'm trying to teach people not to do this. So I have to start with myself. I put on Jerry Lewis, the old movies, and I watched two of them back to back and I was just busting up over it. Find something that heals you. Play with the kids, play a board game. So I'm waiting for my kids to come. And we said we have a new Monopoly game that Santa brought me. So we're going to do that. It's the one that doesn't end. I don't know if you heard about that. There's a Monopoly it, game that goes on forever. It, it never ends until somebody has everything. Whoa, I need that. Everything. And it has like four rows to it. Wow. And you just keep going around and around. It could go on for days. So we're well, going to Thank God that didn't come out when my dad was alive. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was like a Monopoly cheater. Anyway. <laughs> I think my son is, I think my son's bad. He's very bad. Uh, I was just telling um, my son last night, we were talking about like funny things that you can watch because I, mm -hmm. that's, I, I like to, that's kind of how I deal with things as I laugh at it. 
And I realized last night what I need to look up and see if I can find somewhere are the old Peter Sellers Pink Panther movies. Yes. Yeah. These are so funny. So that's, I, I was going to so look, look for those and, and see if I could find those because those things always make me laugh. So, well, we are coming up on our hour. It went really, really quickly. No. It usually does. No. I realized, Carol, that I forgot to hit the record button on this, but it's okay. We can download the, download the live from Facebook and post it somewhere. So, because I forgot to hit record because, you know. It's okay. <laughs> oh, well. Just don't ask me to repeat everything. Uh, yeah, would you, so I'm going to hit record now. Could you go over it all again? <laughs> um, so Robin Marie, what is, and I, I mean, you've already answered this a lot, but one of the things we ask people at the end of every show is um, to share an intentional practice that you engage in because we want to give our, re our readers, our listeners, as many tools as they can for working intentionally. So, so what's one of your favorite intentional practices other than all the things you've already shared? Yes, there are two, as I said, two that really stand out with me. Number one, I meditate every single morning. I don't care what time it works for you. You do you. Okay, but put it into a practice and commit to that. If you only have 10 minutes, that'll work. 10 minutes is fine to focus. As I said, if you want to pray, whatever it is, I used to have to get up, get the kids ready, get my husband ready, get everybody out in the morning. And I had no time to do that back years back. So I would go in the car and I said the rosary. And between driving from home to work, I said the rosary with my beads as much as I could. And I said that. And, and it's good. You know, I didn't have road rage. <laughs> I was busy. And, and, and that, that constant drone of something can, can be so comforting. So meditate every day. When I have time, I try to do two hours a day. I know it sounds like a long time, but you know, that's, I really tried to do that. Two hours is superb. Great. Right. The other thing is let me be an instrument of my piece. Again, I go out. How may I serve you? Please. The words of Dr. Wayne Dreyer, very important, a dire, excuse me, and Chopra and all of the other modern day gurus. How can I serve you? Even Dalai Lama, go and help others. Do it now. Do it today. Do it tonight. Do it for a relative. Call a friend. Call the neighbors. Get on some of these chats like we're telling you about. Say, you know what? I'm in this neighborhood. What can I do for you? Help other people. And in giving back, how much you will get tenfold in return. I love it. Thank you so much. So um, we'll find a way to get this posted on, it'll be on our Facebooks anyway, but we'll find a way to get this posted on our Intention is Everything podcast site so that people can download it through Apple. Um, and I feel like, Cheryl, that we're probably going to sort of be tossing the stuff like this at people for a while as opposed to kind of our formal schedule. Is that sort of where you feel like we're headed right now too. We'll try to give you more warning. We decided what, like maybe an hour beforehand that we were going to do this Facebook live. We try. 
We all ran and put makeup on real quick, brushed our hair. <laughs> it doesn't look like my brushing took. So you but look I am fine. wearing pants. I am wearing pants today. So before we go, um, please tell us where our listeners, viewers can find you, Robert Marie. Yes. Uh, right now I'm revamping a lot of things and I'm starting new, I was starting new business. We'll see how finances go. It may be delayed, but um, uh, there are a lot of places um, in Florida. I'm, I had been on the West Coast, um, certainly in Australia, Scotland. There's a lot of places that you'll be able to pick up TV shows that I've done, podcasts that I'm doing right here on Facebook as well. You can contact me by looking up my name, Robin Marie, and that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-M-A-R-I-E. You can email me and you'll find it on Facebook. You'll find it if you Google me. I am not hiding anywhere. You can find me. All right, just put my name in. Send me a message any way that you can or talk to these lovely ladies and, and just ask them how to find me. I'd love to do some readings for you. I'd love to do some life coaching with you and certainly teach you more about transcendental meditation and other practices that you might be interested in to bring you comfort. And I, I if I may, just very quickly, I send blessings out to everyone in the world and please... Please, I ask God to please send healing energy to all of us across the world. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Are we good? Thank you so much. Thank you guys for tuning in at the very last minute. Um, we'll just keep springing stuff on you. Maybe we'll plan ahead next time. We'll see. Uh, thank you, Robin Marie. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank and you. thank you, everybody who joined us. Uh, Stay safe and try and find ways to stay happy and bring intention into your lives. Thanks. Bye. Okay, now I have to figure out how to... Oh.